Welcome to the Legacy Nashville podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. Let's go. I was uh, a little behind there on the announcement video. Do you guys see that trot like coming up here? I love that. Uh, Good morning. Good morning. It is good to see you guys. I am so happy to be in the house of the Lord today. How about you? So good to have you guys here. 9 and 11, we back. Two services. And um, I think it's a good thing because last week we were setting out chairs. And, uh, you know, so we were really packed. And that was fun. Uh, We probably broke some rules, but that's okay. Um, It's all good. Um, We have the appropriate amount of RSVPs open so that we don't do that. So when we were talking this week as a team, I said, hey, I volunteer as tribute. They may throw some rocks or tomatoes at me, but please RSVP because uh, next week as we are rolling, we're going to have a space just to check you guys in. I think we haven't really decided today. It seems to be okay, but we were thinking if it's overloaded and packed, like we're just going to make sure everybody has an RSVP. And if you don't, then you can just like do standby, like you're flying, waiting for a flight, you know, like, Hey, if somebody doesn't show up, you can go in, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, But all in all, we thank you guys for RSVPing. I know that things fill up super quick. I mean, our encounter night for November the 6th, Friday evening filled up in two hours. So I get it. I know like everybody's trying to get back in the house of God. Good news is the new space is coming soon. We're making great progress there. Our anticipation is to be in on the third Sunday of January. Super pumped on that. We're going to have our opening ceremony, we're calling it. And Pastor Eric Johnson from Bethel Church is going to be here to preach for us. So we're pretty stoked on that. Are you guys stoked on that? Really, really stoked on that. Going to have a blast doing that. What's up, Benny? How are you doing, buddy? This is our friend, Benny and Naomi Jansen from Tampa, Florida. Came up to visit us. Everybody clap for Benny. Benny, everybody loves you, bro. And you're so handsome. You have grown up nice and tall. You're looking so cute. He goes, oh, yeah, that's it. Are you four? Is that what you're telling me? Let's go, my man. So we're going to continue in our series today on identity. Are you guys getting tired of identity sermons? Okay. Wow. Okay. Keep that energy, all right? For the rest of the time today, I want you to keep that energy because we are most likely going to come to a close on the identity messages today, I think. I am actively praying, asking Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct our sermon series, of course. And I'm just wondering about the current climate in our nation, if God won't lead us to study His Word and get some answers about how we can posture our hearts in the midst of this season. So I know the world is asking a lot of questions right now. Would you agree with that? 
the world is asking a lot of questions and the gospel is that God provides a lot of answers and they're all there in his word for us. We just need to pray and seek them out. Amen. So I'm praying into that. I know you guys are praying. How many of you right now just feel bombarded by headlines and the news and Facebook? Okay, four people. That's it. That's great. We're going to continue on the identity series after all. Nobody needs deliverance from uh, media trying to shape your brain. (laughs) Everybody's like an uneasy laughter. Did you hear that? It was like a nervous laughter. Uh, My friend, Pastor John Tyson from Church of the City, New York, uh, he actually tweeted out yesterday. He was like, media is shaping you, period. Um, Return. That is all, period. We, we need to be aware, we need to be mindful because, hey, last I checked, the media is not in the Word of God as the primary method to shape the mindset of Christian peoples. Amen? So we've got to be aware of what's actively happening, the identity process. How many of you guys remember that from week one? The identity process that's taking place right now. Whenever culture attempts to shape who you are, they do not ask you to vote first. They don't say, do you want to be shaped in a modern identity or a postmodern identity? Or would you like to be shaped in a gospel identity? They don't offer you the two options. They simply go with the predominant cultural script of the day, which is the postmodern identity. And if you rebel or move in a different spirit aside from what is being force-fed to you, is this too much as an intro, then, you know, things, you'll, you'll get pushback. You'll get ostracized. You'll get marginalized. You'll get gossiped about. But hey, is that not the story of King Jesus? So we are called to walk in a different spirit. Somebody say amen. We are called to have a different mindset. Somebody say amen. And that all starts on the foundation of what we call identity. All right? So where do you find your identity? In Jesus. See, Chauncey hadn't even been here, and he knows the answer. Let's go. So where do you find your identity, church? In Jesus. That means that your identity is not found in your biography. All the great things that could be written about your life all of your story, the ups and the downs and the accomplishments and everything you've done in this life, your identity is not found in your biography. Your identity is found in your testimony. And the hero of your story is not you. The hero of your story is Jesus. Your life is all about Jesus, your identity is about one person who is the point of church is now I know you guys thought you came here for a blessing, but the truth is we came here to provide a blessing to the Savior of the world, the one in whom our heart adores, the man Christ Jesus the one and only Jesus I I was uh, texting with a friend this week and we're talking about prayer room. How many of you guys watch prayer room? You should watch prayer room. It's good. It's honestly good. And last week's prayer room, weep fest, dude. Seriously. Um, 
and we were talking about prayer room, and we said, you know, we can never forget that the point of prayer is not prayer. <laughs> the point of prayer is Jesus. We just we can't get caught up with any of the religious activity. We have to remember where our identity starts, and it is with one person who is Christ Jesus. So just for a minute as we start, we're just going to enthrone Jesus. Let's just enthrone Jesus with a little prayer and praise just for a moment. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we adore you. Jesus, we cherish you. Jesus, we want you. More than anything else, God, we want Jesus. We want the presence of Jesus. We want the person of Jesus. Nothing else will do for us, God. We will not be satisfied with anything less than a real encounter with the real Jesus. We must have Jesus. We declare and confess that we are hungry for Jesus. We proclaim that our souls crave the face of Jesus. The blessings won't do. We're thankful for those, Lord, but the blessings are not enough. We want you. We want you. We want you, Jesus. So take your seat right now. Take your throne on the throne of our hearts and on the throne of this house. We declare that today as we dive into your word, you will receive all glory and all honor and all power and all worth and worthiness. That all belongs to you, Jesus. So we turn our face to you right now and we declare that for the next 30 minutes and 22 seconds, there is only one purpose for why we are together and that is... That's it. <laughs> Jesus. 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 Hear the hearts cry of your church this morning. Jesus. Hear the hearts cry of the bride this morning. Jesus. The man Jesus. The Savior Jesus. The only one worthy. Jesus. 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 Like Todd said this morning in worship, we will never get tired of singing to Jesus. We'll never grow weary of singing about Jesus. We're literally going to get to do this forever. So I hope you don't get bored here because we're going to do it forever. Good news is, is that we'll do it with a different perspective. And that perspective will be upgraded. Which that's encouraging. Amen. So I'm going to read this morning from Ephesians chapter 1. I have a lot of scripture. Is that okay? All right. So thank you for being hungry. Amen. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 14. All right. Blessed. Everybody say blessed. Somebody say hashtag blessed. How many of you guys see hashtag blessed on Instagram? I saw it last night in the bed. I was scrolling through the gram right before I fell asleep. And then I saw a post tag hashtag blessed isn't it the case that all of those posts kind of have a theme about them right which is not look at Jesus it is look at me <laughs> look at my car hashtag blessed look at my hoodie hashtag blessed I got this for free P.S. I know <laughs> look at my shoes hashtag blessed right Look at this money that I'm holding to my ear like an old school phone. Blessed. Right? I'm hashtag blessed. Did you guys see that influencers were literally taking pictures in a fake private jet in L.A.? Hashtag 
blessed. And there's so much pressure to be blessed, but you don't get blessed. For the believer, it's more of an awareness that you've already been blessed. You're already blessed. Even if nobody gives you anything else in 2020, you are already blessed. Even if you don't make any more money this year, you are. Even if you don't get married by the end of the year, you are. Dang. I'm punching the single people in the heart right now. Even if you don't get the new Yeezys, you're still. <laughs> Even if you don't rock Gucci, you're still. <laughs> Cody said, come on, let's go. <laughs> hey, but we will take some Gucci, won't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. If he's blessed and he gave birth to you in the spirit, how is it that you could ever not be? Who has hashtag? Come on, y'all help me preach. Who has blessed us where? Have we already established that if you are a believer, you are seated, grounded, rooted in an unshakable place, which is physically, literally in. You couldn't get away if you tried. Right? You are in him. And guess where he is? in you right that's what john chapter 15 says which explains why you all of the sudden become miserable when you deprive your spirit from his presence it listen to me church like in colossians it says that christ in you is the hope of glory that means that the jesus the person jesus that lives on the inside of you craves something you know what it is the father the blessing of the Father, the affection, the affirmation of the Father. And when you deprive your soul of the presence of God, you get miserable real quick. It's like a fish out of water. Because as a new creation, your natural habitat is the glory realm. <laughs> I feel like this is better than some of you guys are saying amen. But, I'm just kidding. But the real you wants the real Jesus. The real you wants the real presence of God. You can't just do a couple of songs and sit down and lift your hand and give in the bucket and just do the normal things. You cannot do that. The real you cannot do that and survive long term. You can't. It's impossible. There's no way because the real Jesus that lives in the real you wants nothing less than the real glory of God. I'm talking about the unfiltered, unadulterated presence of God, the type of presence that shakes your soul, the type of presence that would cause you to feel comfortable praying dangerous prayers, the type of presence that would cause you to feel drawn to give beyond your means and say, I sign up for the mission trip. <laughs> Like, hold on, wait, what was I thinking? Well, it wasn't the old you thinking. It was the spirit man in you surrendering. That, that actually was good, Lyle. That was a great word right there. In Jesus' name, man, I am telling you guys, I just feel so passionate. I feel so drawn more into this reality that we are blessed we are blessed in Christ 
with every, how many? Some? A little bit? A little portion? A little salt bay, like sprinkle, sprinkle? (laughs) No. Every spiritual blessing. So what spiritual blessing do you not currently possess? It is illegal for a believer to be bankrupt. In the spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible. Every spiritual blessing has been given to you where? In the heavenly places. This reminds me of whenever Jesus gave his great commission. And he said, all authority belongs to me. Where? In the heavens and on the earth. That means he took care of both realms. Both the spiritual and the natural. He said, listen, I'm giving you my authority. And it exists not just in the spiritual so that you can get religious about it. But it also exists in the natural so that you can practically walk it out. And we'll get to that in a minute in in regards to holiness. Because holiness is both practical but also positional. Even as he chose us. Somebody say, I'm chosen. chosen. Where? In him. Let's go. When? Before the foundation of the world. Hold on. You're telling me that before God created the heavens and the earth, that he was thinking about me? And he said, I choose you. I choose you. I give myself to you. I I, I know what's going to happen because I know the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And I know what's about to go down. And before any of it even starts, I'm already decided on my great love for Grace, Allison, Sarah, Melissa, Chris. I've already decided before the foundations of the world, before you were ever born, before you could ever sin. Before you could ever turn your back on God. He said, no, I've already chosen this. That we should be what? Holy and blameless. That means you, you get the, you have permission literally to take all of the blame that you carried in here. And you can just leave it in the seat back in front of you. You can just put it in there. It's fine. We're going to sanitize after this service. Before him, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through who? Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will it is God's will that you are adopted and brought into the family not as a slave but as a son not as a servant but as a daughter that means you get all of the inheritance because of who your daddy is not because the hard work that you put in according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed hold on wait there's that word again hashtag blessed in the beloved that's what we should make our new hashtag hashtag blessed in the beloved in him hold on here it is again in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us. Can you think about that for a second? That grace has been lavished upon you. What comes to mind when you think about that word, lavish? Just means to like, oh man, you're outdoing yourself, God. (laughs) You've really outdone yourself today. I thought it was good yesterday. 
I thought last Sunday was awesome. I thought 10 years ago was special. All those encounters that you poured out on me when I first got saved. No, no. Today, in Jesus, he's going to lavish upon you his grace with all wisdom, with all insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. Hold on, hold on. You mean to tell me we don't have to pray and fast and work and, and, and tithe to try and figure out and discern the will of God? Am I, am I setting the bar like too low? Because some people don't like that. They're like, no, you have to tell people they have to work really, really hard. Okay, I get it. You need to take personal responsibility. But I don't need to tell you about how you need to work before I tell you about how he has already worked. He's already worked. He, he has given you literally he, to, to, to know the mystery of his will. That means you not knowing what God's will is shouldn't be as hard as we make it out to be. You know why? Because you're already hashtag. Somebody needs to say, I'm blessed. According to his purpose, which he set forth where? In Christ. Are you guys catching this? Like how many times Paul reveals to us where our identity begins? You want to know the worst place to begin constructing an identity? In you. Instagram is second. That is definitely terrible. Um, really bad. If you want to start constructing an identity, the worst place is in you. You want to know the best place to start constructing an identity? In Jesus. Because that's where the Bible starts. Which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things where? In him. Again, things in heaven and things on the earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who were the first to hope where in Christ might be to the praise of his glory in him you also when you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation and believed where in him were sealed with the promise Holy Spirit wow who is the guaranteed of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his Glory. Wow. I bet if I gave you three chances, you'd probably know what the title of this message was. Hashtag blessed. Okay, hashtag blessed. This is it. Hashtag blessed, okay? You know, Cody, you might as well just hang out, bro. You know, we only got 17 minutes left. You might as well just stay. You know, what are you feeling? Okay, just hang out, yeah. I like that. That's a good response. Thank you so much. You love your pastor. Um... Did you guys know that this is crazy, right? So I never realized this until I studied this passage. I always read Paul and I'm like, Paul needed English class, right? Because have you ever noticed how often he writes in run-on sentences? I mean, I'm like, Paul, pause, take a breath, bro. This, believe it or not, this whole passage of scripture that I read to you in Greek is one sentence. It's one sentence. Guess how many words it is? 202 Greek words. All right? I was like, Paul, really, bro? Really, bro? You know, we know that Paul had somebody transcribing for him because at the end, you know, he's like, I wrote my name really big because I can't see well, right? And 
that guy must have been like, yeah, I don't even know how that was working, man. But in Hebrew, they call this a benediction. That's what they would refer to it. You ever heard somebody say, would you give the benediction prayer, right? It is actually the most common form of a Jewish prayer. And what it means is to praise God for all of his gracious gifts. And that's why Paul went on to such great lengths because he couldn't stop himself from praising God for all of the hashtag blessings that are available to us. Why? Because we are in Christ. Not because of anything we do, not because of anything we'll ever do, not because of anything we've done in the past, but because of where we are currently seated, which is in Christ Jesus. And in Christ, you are hashtag blessed. Now, what does it mean to be blessed? Here's what it means. Here's what it doesn't mean. How about we define first what it doesn't mean? It doesn't mean what you see through the gram. Hashtag blessed. Because a lot of times when people talk about blessing, here's how they define it. I am blessed to the extent that I do well in life. Right? That, that's, that's what we call blessing. In particularly financially. Right? So here's what blessing is not. Okay? I'm going to say it again. Here's what blessing is not. I'm not, I'm not saying it couldn't include it. Okay? But this is not the biblical definition of blessing. Blessing is not, I am blessed to the extent I do well in life, particularly financially. So that makes you blessed. If you're very wealthy and very rich and you do well, then you're blessed. No, that's not where the Bible starts with blessing. When the Bible wants to talk to you about how blessed that you are, it doesn't start with your income. It starts with your intimacy. That's where the Bible starts. like, okay, you're really, really blessed. So let's talk about how blessed you are. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ. You are not blessed because you have money in the bank. You are blessed because you are in Christ Jesus. So from now on, whenever you say to yourself, I'm not blessed... God hasn't blessed me when you're comparing yourself to somebody else's highlights online. You know what? You know why comparison really sucks? Because you're usually comparing your worst to someone else's best, and that's never fair. So, oh man, I must not be blessed. If you are a believer, if you have received the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, you are no longer allowed to say that you are not blessed. From here on out, from this Sunday forward, from now on, any time that the enemy tempts you to believe that you are not blessed, I want to teach you how to prophesy. Take what the enemy said, reverse it, and speak out the opposite. That is the most fundamental way to learn how to prophesy. No, 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 that's not true. Actually, I am very blessed. So take that, devil. I am blessed, right? So here's what the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament says about blessing. The, The concept of blessing can be to speak well of, to praise, or to extol, or to bestow a favor, or provide with benefits. So that's what the Bible means by blessing. And we, because we are in Christ are extremely blessed. 
Now, I'm going to move through some points here, but one of the things that I want to say before I share with you my points is this. Stop. Everybody say stop. Stop. Trying to earn blessings. Let me just let that sit just for a second, okay? All right, stop trying to earn blessings. Stop (laughs) trying to earn blessings. There's a reason why Paul shared this message to the church at Ephesus. Because they were some of the most spiritual people that he preached to. Which is why he talked so much about spiritual principalities and powers, demons, and spiritual warfare. Because at Ephesus, all of these spiritual people would gather to worship the gods in hopes of what? Manipulating the spiritual realm so that they could be So Paul comes in and says, oh, you've heard it said that you've got to do all of these things in order to be blessed. But Christian peoples, let me have your attention just for a minute. You are already blessed. You don't have to manipulate God into blessing you. Because of what Christ has done, you are already blessed. So stop trying to work and earn a blessing Because your blessings are already abundant and overflowing. That's why when Paul started preaching the gospel there, they started bringing their magic books. You you guys remember this? This is in scripture, literally. I mean, let's just pretend it's like tarot cards and Ouija boards and I don't know, Wiccan wands and Harry Potter gear. I don't know, okay? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'm like taking aim at a sacred cow. I better back back, huh? But they're getting all their stuff, right? And then they start burning it. You guys remember this? They start burning it because they start to realize, man, there's no power by comparison. I don't need to do any of these things in order to be blessed. I'm already blessed by receiving Christ Jesus. Not by any of my output, but by all of his input of grace. That he has lavished upon me. I am now hashtag blessed. So they took all of those tools and they took all of that demonic uh, stuff that they had in their houses and they burn it. And Luke actually estimated that it was the equivalent of about 50,000 days worth of labor. You have to understand where Paul is preaching. He is preaching in East Nashville, man. Times 10. Like, he is preaching to people who are very spiritual. You ever hear people say, well, I'm not religious, I'm just spiritual. They are not lying. The question is, what spirit do they have relationship with? Don't don't think that people are like, oh, I'm spiritual. Like, oh, they're off. No, no, no. They're dialed in. And in some cases, they're more intimate with their spirit than we are with ours. And we wonder why things are going on for them and it's getting so bad and nothing seems to be breaking forth for us. Guys, we're called to such 
a blessedness in Christ Jesus that we would walk in the same authority, the same power, the same grace, the same anointing as the apostles in the New Testament so that as we share truth, people get free of their idolatry and their chains. They say, I don't even need this anymore. I can actually burn it. Like I'm dreaming about having a church where people just literally bring weed to the altar. They bring... And that's happened before here. Literally, I, I preached about hashtag bless. Somebody once brought a brand new pair of Yeezys and put them on the altar. And I was like, this is the type of church that I've been dreaming about, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. They weren't, they weren't my size. So it wasn't like the Old Testament where the priests, you know, could take the, 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 the fat that remained and have it for him. No, couldn't even do it. I was like, come on, Lord. At least a size 10. <laughs> that's what I'm dreaming about, right? And so that's where, that's where Paul is preaching. He, he's preaching there. And uh, just a list of a couple of things going on in our world today, because you know I love to highlight uh, what's going on in our culture. One of the things that we have to be aware of as we speak truth, we have to also reveal the lie. Yeah, how, how the kids say it today, spot the lie. Okay, so y'all ain't heard that. Anyways, obviously I'm checked out, not at all aware of that. But we have like native spirituality. Uh, we have the forces of nature being one with the universe. A positive confession that I am going to manifest my reality into existence. Other religious efforts to try and pay God back in some way. Organizing your home for some feng shui positive energy. Burning some stuff and smudging and doing all that weird stuff. I'm just cleansing the spirits. No, you're inviting them. Hey, don't be mad at me because I'm trying to help you. All right? Don't be mad at me. Like, oh, man, I just burned all that incense to Ganesh in the closet, and I'm having nightmares. Duh. Listen, there's a whole lot of spirits out there. But there's only one that reigns supreme. And I'm telling you guys, listen, spiritual people, in my opinion, are some of the easiest people to disciple in things of the Spirit because they already know that the spiritual realm is real. Why do you think miracles happen so easily on mission trips? Because you're preaching in cultures where they understand the spiritual realm already. They're like, yeah, duh. I, I, I was sick. I went to the witch doctor. Yeah, duh. It works. Here, it's like you got to try and help convince people that anything that the Bible says is actually factual because they can't understand it with their cerebral mind. And yet they're smudging. Dang, it's too real in here. Somebody just shut me off on YouTube. Bring them back, Lord. How about this? Uh, for the religious folks, manipulating God with promises and then great acts of devotion. Any run-of-the-mill superstitious behavior, 
any way that we seek to manipulate the spiritual realm for blessing. But unfortunately, this is the common portrait painted for us on who God is. That God is this big guy in the sky that must be coerced into blessing us. Nope. That's what Jesus came to redeem, that image of the Father. Because anything that you believe about God that you cannot find in the per person of Jesus is wrong theology. Right? But people are taught, I got to do something. I got to suffer to get something from God. I got to fast. I got to pray. And, and I'm not against fasting and praying. If you have ever been to church here, ever before, you know I'm all about it. But we pray in relationship from victory, not praying out of relationship for victory. You know why? Because we're in Christ, which means we're hashtag. Thank you for helping me preach. Enter an alternate state of mind. I'm going to take some ayahuasca. I'm going to go to South America. I'm going to go to a float pod. <laughs> Listen, I love biohacking. I like to study it. But some of us, we need to remember, we already are blessed. Yes. Whatever you think you're going to get from the float pod, you can get over coffee, opening your Bible today. Yes. Let me save you some money. <laughs> How about this? Repeat a mantra. Own sacred objects. Make a large financial contribution. Take a sacred pilgrimage. Offer up an animal. Hot topic issue. Or a human sacrifice. Meet with a guru. Go to India and meet with a shaman. Meet with a medicine man. Cast some spells. Hey, this is all happening right now. All right? And I know people try to pretend like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's not happening. That's Some of us have played around with that stuff. And if you have it in your house, today is the day of salvation. I literally want you to go home. I want you to build a fire in your backyard. And I want you to burn all of that stuff. All right? Genuinely. <laughs> How's this for a Sunday sermon? My God. Burn it. Burn it all up. You know why? Because it's a confession to the Lord that you belong to Him and it's a proclamation to the spiritual realm that you have no need of any of the false blessings that the enemy has to offer. Because you are grounded in the person of Christ Jesus, you are already blessed. You don't have to manipulate God to get anything from Him. You are already blessed by Him. Somebody say, I am Blessed. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God... We often miss that, don't we? They hadn't done anything yet. <laughs> they hadn't gone to church yet. They hadn't given in the offering yet. They hadn't done a 40-day fast yet. They hadn't done anything. They were not even deserving of anything good. And yet, because of the goodness of the Father that we have, God said, let me bless you. This is such a good picture of what it looks like to be a generous father. Before you've done anything for him, he says, let me bless you. Before you do anything right with your life, he said, come here, let me bless you. 
<laughs> you get up in the morning, you haven't accomplished anything yet. Father says, come here, let me bless you. You get ready to go to bed and you have made a mess of your day. The Father says, come here, Ren, let me bless you. <laughs> come here, son, let me bless you. Come here, daughter, come in here, let me bless you. See, this is the business that God is in. We are blessed in the beloved. And even when we think that God looks at all of our mistakes and withholds a blessing, he looks at the blood of his son and gives a generous blessing. Why are you accepted before the throne of grace? Why are you allowed to come forth with boldness and courage? It's not because you are worthy or righteous within yourself. It's that whenever God takes a look at you as you approach his throne, he doesn't see your sin. He sees Jesus' blood. Oh, you're accepted. So the temptation there is to think that we are awesome. We have been told Jesus loves you so much that we've grown up in an environment where we're like, yeah, of course he does. I'm a pretty great person. The only reason we are blessed is because we are in Christ Jesus. And we are eternally blessed because we are in Christ Jesus. God blessed our first parents. They didn't even ask God to bless them. They didn't even say, hey, God, can you bless me, please? Nope. He took his initiative to bless them. God delights in blessing you. I don't know who needs to hear this this morning, but God delights in blessing you. He does not need to be manipulated or coerced. God delights in blessing you. And I'm going to say it one more time because I want it to penetrate deep down into your spirit because there's somebody listening to me right now that's like everybody else but not me. No, listen. God delights in blessing you. You don't think he sees his reflection when he looks into your face? Genesis 1 chapter 26 said, you were formed in his image. What makes you think he wants to withhold anything from himself? He created you out of himself. Somebody's getting free this morning. The primary way that we're blessed is by being in Christ. My wife just texted me, said, keep an eye on the time, and I know what time it is. We got to be done in six minutes. So, four minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you're going to close. Okay, four minutes. Let's... Let's look, let's go through these points really quick. Write them down really quick, okay? Number one, the, the blessing of holiness. You are blessed because holiness is both positional and practical. In Christ, our position before God is this holy and blameless. That is your position in Christ. Our unrighteousness went to Jesus on the cross. Therefore, all of Jesus' righteousness comes to us when we confess our belief in Him. We are holy and blameless. Number two, the blessing of adoption, which is verse 4 and 5 in verse uh, chapter 1. Because you are in Christ, you are in the family. You don't have to live life like you don't have a home anymore. You don't have to live life like an orphan anymore. You don't have to live life like a beggar anymore. You don't have to think that you barely made it into the kingdom and you hope to survive off of the scraps that fall from the master's table. No, he literally gives you position at the head of the table. He's like, here you go, everything. Everything that I gave to my son Christ Jesus now belongs to you. You know why? Because you're in him and that's where he sits. 
Uh, number three, the blessing of redemption. That's verse seven. You have redemption in the blood. Apart from Christ, you were a slave to sin. And biblically, that is the language for addiction. But in Christ, you're redeemed. Whatever has enslaved you, whatever has enslaved you, if it's drugs, alcohol, food, sex, gambling, fears, something else, doesn't matter. Jesus has redeemed you. You no longer have to be enslaved to those things. I know that the enemy's trying to whisper in your ear and say, oh, you're never going to get free of that addiction. But I want to ask you today, look at your wrist. Where are the chains? They're not there. Look at your feet. Where are the shackles? They don't exist. They've been broken off. Consider the truth of what Jesus has done for you. Number four, the blessing of forgiveness. That is verse seven. So what deep regrets haunt you today? What words have you spoken? What deeds have you done? What motives have you held? What lies have you believed? What harm have you caused? What people have you grieved? And what shame have you carried? All of those have been dealt with. What have you done to try and assuage your guilty conscience in your own strength? All of that has been dealt with with Jesus' forgiveness. Have you sought to deny your sin, blame other people for your sin, minimize your sin, hide your sin, pay for your sin in your own strength? Have you tried to punish yourself for all of your sin? All of that stuff has been dealt with through the forgiveness of Jesus. In Christ, you are totally, you are completely, and you are eternally forgiven. Number five, the blessing of grace. Verse seven and eight, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon you. Verse, uh, that is verse seven and eight. I'm just gonna move on to the next one because I gotta finish. The point number six, the blessing of being sealed. Oh, this is good. I gotta read the scripture, 13 and 14. In him also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and you believed, you were sealed with something. What were you sealed with? The Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. You know what that means? Is that everything you experience in this life is literally an appetizer of, you, of eternity. <laughs> I mean, oh, God is a lot of things in Scripture. But in this one, he's a chef. He's just, whoo, just whipping up a meal at the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> Okay, y'all ain't getting this like I'm getting this. Because <laughs> I get hit with so much joy when I realize that Jesus has put his seal upon me, which is the Holy Spirit. In ancient times, you know what they did with their possessions? They put their seal on it. So I got this, I got this signet ring, actually. My, my dad gave me this. It says Phillips on it and everything. This is like back in the day. You know, they dipped this guy in wax. I've always wanted to do that with this ring. I've never done that, you know. Put my seal on it. Right? What does that mean? This is mine. And the Lord gives you the Holy Spirit to put his seal on it. <laughs> Beyonce's like, put a ring on it. Jesus is like, I'm putting my seal on it. <laughs> is that I belong to Christ Jesus. And here's the evidence. I got the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, I don't have time to finish this properly because I can tell you right now, if this was an encounter night, we would definitely have a fire tunnel right now. Um, we got an 11 o'clock service and we're live streaming. 
So, you know, revival's practical. I know some people don't believe that, but listen, you put a thousand people in a room, somebody's got to change the toilet paper rolls, somebody has to park the cars, somebody has to pass the buckets, somebody has to sanitize the chairs. And that's another sermon. But you are blessed. From this moment forward, you are no longer allowed to confess that you're not blessed. You are no longer allowed to look at people on Instagram tagging hashtag blessed and say, I'm not blessed. No, 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 no. You are blessed. Everybody say, I am blessed. Let's stand up. Lord, we thank you so much for blessing us in Christ Jesus. You and you alone are such a generous Father. that Your generosity, Father, is literally unmatched and unparalleled. There is nobody that has ever come close to being as good to us as God the Father has been to us through Christ Jesus. Today we apply the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every person here that every lie of the enemy that would try to take up residence in our minds, God, we cast that out today through the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Lord, we thank you for covering us. We thank you for blessing us. And we stand strong and tall and courageous this morning knowing we are blessed. Just put your hand in your heart and say, I am blessed. Come on, let's give Lala a round of applause. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.